You hear that? Your dog knows spring is coming sooner than you think. Dog walks, dog parks, playing fetch, all the stuff your dog loves to do with you. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas and ticks are in the grass, in the woods, and even on their dog friends. Fleas are an itchy nuisance, can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot, but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMeds has your furry friend protected with the best products to prevent flea and ticks all year long. PetMeds pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best products for your pet. PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including Nexgard, Simperica, and more. And PetMeds AutoShip helps you save even more with additional discounts on regular shipments of PetMeds, dog food, and other high-quality supplies. So get ready for all the spring fun now. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com and promo code PODCAST. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's time for... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's Nose Home Improvement. Oh, we are ready to roll. Boomer's in a power quarter zip. We got action we got boomer breaking news and starting movements before we do anything else boomer how are you today you know i'm doing great mike and uh last week was a crazy week as we had six games end on game winning field goals and i gotta tell you in the afc i still think we're 14 teams deep and when it comes to the playoffs and possibilities and then when you look over in the nfc right now it seems to me like only 10 teams deep as the Green Bay Packers are now three and six. They're ranked the 11th seeded team in the NFC. So a lot of football left to be played. A lot of interesting stories to be played out. And uh, I, I would say that if you were the Cleveland Browns, you wake up uh, this morning or you hear the news from yesterday that uh, Deshaun Watson is out for the rest of the season is got to be heartbreaking for you. Awful. We're going to get to it because I was on the cusp of saying something irresponsible about them. But I, I want to start this the right way. And it's dangerous. It's going to make your head even bigger. But people, you don't realize sometimes when Boomer utters things. And you go, well, that was a one-off. No, no. This this man's pipeline of information is second to none. Boomer, this week, everybody caught up to you. The Bill Belichick knows his next destination rumors. Weeks ago, <laughs> Boompa, as some call him, uh, dimed us with a beautiful tidbit of, you know, Michael... Bill Belichick would look good in dot, dot, dot. Boomer, please. I mean, take your victory lap, but tell us how much of the reports you hear this week. Do, do you believe there's any chance this guy already knows where he's headed? Well, I don't know about that. I wouldn't go that far, but I would okay. say when we were talking a few weeks back that it, it became apparent to me for different reasons that uh, Bill Belichick, most I say most likely, I don't hate, I hate saying stuff like that because it like gives me a – and out, if you will. I, I can't sit here and say I can confirm that he's not going to be the coach of the Patriots next year. I cannot do that. But given um, 
there is talk and there has been talk about what's going on in, you know, in New England. Uh, I know that the fans up there are frustrated. You know, there's a lot of people that are under the gun up there. There are a lot of different things that have gone on up there for the last five to six weeks and losing uh, basically accentuates everything, Mike, the, the intensity, the stress, the anxiety, and then the reality that, you know, maybe it has run its course. And that's really where I was coming from about three to four weeks ago. And I do believe that there's going to be a very good chance that he is going to be standing on the sideline for another team next year. That's, that's all I needed. Boomer reporting. That's me saying it, not him. All right. Now, now that we've gotten that out of the way, now we can get to the rundown. <laughs> The NFL Rundown. Ah, Boomer. Breaking news you can use. Lions are Super Bowl good. Now, look, I I wanted your take on a couple things within the game. That was one of the games of the week from a watchability standpoint. But Dan Campbell, Brandon Staley, that game was played almost exclusively on fourth downs. (laughs) Um, Do you – hey, look, Romo, Nance, they were talking Super Bowl – where are you at with the Lions after what was a really – I was impressed by the win. They needed an A game because the Chargers actually brought it. You know, I do think that San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Dallas are better than the Lions, and I think all three of those teams had the experience that the Lions don't have. But I will say that this game last week was about one of the most enjoyable offensive games that yeah. I've ever seen, uh, especially this year, because we haven't seen a lot of great offensive games, Mike. Let's face it, with It's been a struggle for quarterbacks. A lot of young quarterbacks are playing. Offensive lines are beat up and everything else. And here's the thing about this game last week. Of of course, Brandon Staley is going to lose a game like that. He's just going to lose a game like that. It's become law. Yes, and we we all know that. And we're going to laud Dan Campbell for doing a couple things in this game. Here's the thing. It's not so much about analytics. I think it's the way that these coaches felt like the game was playing itself out, and that's what forced their decisions. They knew that both defenses were going to have a hell of a time controlling the opposing team's offense. So the best way to play defense for each of these teams was to try to hold the ball on offense and score a touchdown and not settle for field goal attempts. And that's that's why I appreciated the way that the game was coached on both sidelines. Yeah, and fourth and six, I don't think I've ever seen someone run the football. Lions did it and won, but it was the fourth and two late. You're in field goal range. You can take the lead with a minute 50 to go, mm-hmm. and Campbell knows if I give the football back, Herbert scored a touchdown on five straight drives. You know what? We're going. We're going to get the two yards. I'm going to hold the football, and then we're going to beat you. It was it was impressive. It was impressive. I'm going to take you back to a game uh, where it didn't work out on fourth down, and the coach, all he had to say is, like, did you see my defense playing? And this was a game between the New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts when Peyton Manning was playing for Indianapolis, and the game was in Indianapolis. And Bill Belichick won for it on his side of the 50 yeah. late in the game, and it was like a fourth and three or fourth and two or something. They completed the ball. I think that Wes Welker, they didn't make the first down, and they gave the ball to Peyton. He went right down the field and scored, and the game was over. And Bill Belichick basically answered the critics after the game, saying, what did you want me to do? I wanted to keep the ball out of Peyton Manning's hand because I knew that if he got the ball back, we had no way of stopping him. And I felt like both Dan Campbell and Brandon Staley, to his credit, coached that game that way, that they knew that their defenses were in trouble. I want to go to the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, you and I have pegged this for a while. Uh, They're in real trouble. So, naturally, let's fire an offensive coordinator whose offense is top seven in most important analytics. Ken Dorsey out. Justified or fall guy here? 
I think fall guy for sure, you know, and obviously they have uh, Joe Brady as the the fall back guy. And Joe Brady, of course, people will remember when he was at LSU with Joe Burrow, they had one of the most explosive off- offenses that the college ranks had ever seen. And prior to that, he was with Sean Payton down in New Orleans. And then he also, after that LSU run, he was hired by Matt Rule to be the offensive coordinator uh, down in um, Carolina. That did not work out because of the quarterback situation. So this may work out pretty well for the Bills. The problem with the Bills, if they lose this game to the Jets, all you have to do is take a look at their schedule over the next four weeks. They're at Philadelphia, at Kansas City, Dallas at home, at the Chargers. That's And including the Jets, that's their next five games. Good God. And I think well, that Sean McDermott felt like we have to do something. I got to shake something up. We're going to be playing some very, very difficult teams. And I got to get somebody that can talk to my quarterback and tell him to stop turning the ball over. And despite all of that, Mike, I'm sorry to take drag on about this, but no, you're despite, good. despite all of that, despite all of that, Josh Allen led his team on a finals drive in which he didn't have to throw, but he did run in the touchdown. And they took the lead and have 12 guys on the field. That's not, I can tell you right now, that is not the fault of the offensive coordinator when you no. have 12 men on a field goal rush at the end of no, the game. No, and, and look, two notes. And look, Boomer, it's a big storyline. I have no issue. We, we take a few minutes on this. I, I just get, personally, A, I get tired of the Josh Allen stuff. You, you've thrown 11 interceptions. You, you're basically good for at least an interception a week. It might be seven straight games with one. The other angle is, you know, at a certain point, you talk about running its course. I'm not calling Sean McDermott a bad guy, a bad football man, but, like, when you get into Lovey Smith mode, a.k.a. I fired my D.C., now I fired my O.C., hey, man, it's the last stop. It might be time for a new voice to try to get him over the hump. It's not going to happen this year. They've, they have they had the heartbreak in Kansas City a couple years ago. The home playoff game against the Bengals is what sounded the alarm to me. That was horrible. I I just wonder at, at season's end if this goes the way we think it goes. Is there someone else coaching the Bills next year? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't necessarily feel that way as strongly as you do right now. Uh, I think that Josh and Sean make a very good pair. I think uh, Sean has stabilized that franchise. I can never, ever forget about all the success that they've already had and everything that they've been through together. If I were Josh Allen, I'd want Sean McDermott as my head coach, and this may work out with Joe Brady. We'll see. And if yeah, it does stop work turning out, it over if you want to save your coach's job. You want to do that for me, Josh? Yeah, stop well, turn it over. Look at their schedule, brother. It ain't easy. That's no. all I can tell you. So I don't think they're going to make it to the playoffs. Texans, two ways. I mean, I don't care about being responsible. I can't be more impressed by C.J. Stroud, but it's your opinion that counts. Is he a top 10 quarterback? Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. 
Yeah, you know, he is in the uh, conversation for NFL MVP right now. Uh, obviously, if he gets his team to the playoffs, continues to play the way he has played the last two weeks, which has been just astonishing, uh, I would say that he is going to be in the conversation. Uh, he is already on one offensive rookie of the year as far as I'm yes. concerned. He may, you know, not play another game the rest of the season. Uh, he has already run won that award. That's how impressive he has been, especially the last two, the last two weeks, Mike. I mean, you see what he's doing, and you don't have it's to be a, an expert. You just have to be a football fan and watch how he handles himself and how poised he's in the pocket. He's been great, and uh, man, I just I hope it continues because it's great watching a young kid actually come into his own and then be appreciative when he finally gets there. Yeah, I, I enjoy watching them. I'm happy for D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, I love Will Anderson. I, I think there is now. Look, they got you. Got to keep winning. Now, they got Arizona this week, and that's no freebie. Kyler look good, but if they win, they go to six and five. I think they're a very that you don't want to see them on your schedule type team. By the way, Boomer mentioned it, guys. I told you last week, C.J. Stroud half joking. I said MVP plus twenty three thousand. Well, the books made a little bit of an adjustment. <laughs> it's plus twenty five hundred. Wow. Yeah, wow. so just keep an eye on it. Uh, Ravens-Browns, what was bigger, to come back or to collapse? I think the collapse was bigger, although yep. I would say for Deshaun Watson, if he were continuing to play this season, that was a huge win for him. I said on the NFL today that I felt like this was a must-win spot for him because this is why they went out and got him and gave him $230 million guaranteed was to win games on the road in the tough AFC North. And he did that. And he did that by going 14 of 14 in the second half. He was moving around. He looked great. Uh, you know, they showed competitiveness. And think about this. He, his first pass of the game was returned for a touchdown. <laughs> but by I the know. other team. <laughs> Second time this season. <laughs> yes. So um, he settled down and he showed that he still has what it takes to be a top flight quarterback, at least in one game. But now he's out for the rest of the season. And by the way, this injury is a completely different injury than the injury that he was complaining about earlier in the season. And it's really, really unfortunate for him who was trying to get his career back on track. Uh, Brown's a playoff team without him. Can the defense drag them across finish line? I think uh, I think no. I think it's going to be too tough. You know, they're going to go with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I love him. All right, so this is why I think they're doing this. I think they start with the kid. If he plays like he played the last time out against Pittsburgh, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough deal. I think he played Pittsburgh. I forget. No, it was, it it was, was either the Pittsburgh Ravens. or the Ravens. It was One the Ravens. Two. It was the Ravens. It was the Ravens. He didn't play well. He looked like he was well way in over his head. If he's calmed down and does well and does and is the player you think he can be, because you know you have a good eye for this kind of thing, then maybe they still have a shot. But I think that Stefanski is playing him knowing that if things get a little haywire, they can go yes. to P.J. Walker and he can settle things down. And here's the thing, guys. I don't want to nerd out, but, I mean, guy who started from day one at UCLA has played tons of football, smart kid, tough kid, really athletic, has good arm talent. But I mean, look, Boomer's right. They play in the toughest division in football. This, this, this could be a brutally tough deal. He doesn't have Nick Chubb to turn around and hand it to. But his athleticism is probably the separator. He can make a few plays, keep him on schedule, just protect the football. Because P.J. Walker, no disrespect, P.J. was turning it over. A veteran backup ain't no good to you if you're turning the ball over. So I just wondered your take. The defense is so good. It would be a shame if they can't get it home. A um, couple minutes left. I, I want to ask you, I'm, I'm, i got to take a break from the Giants. I can't do it. Jets, just take me through this. Because I understand Aaron Rodgers got her four plays into the year, and I'm never, ever going to tell you that the offense should be great. 
But, Boomer, at what point do we start asking a few questions about how they put it together and who they got and the coaching staff? You've had one game with more than one touchdown. That game against the Raiders was an embarrassment. I mean, are, are we sure the Jets are any good at all? No, we're not sure. Well, we know offensively they're not good. I mean, they have moments in games where they actually do move the ball in between the 20s. But once they get into the red zone, all of a sudden it's a flame out. And it's flame out for all, lots of different reasons. You know, quarterback being one, penalties being two, pre-snap penalties being three, drop balls, poor play calling, poor play design. I mean, it's everything that you would think that it is, Mike. And it really comes back to the quarterback and whether or not the quarterback can actually get out of his own way. Uh, they have – this is a desperate win-now uh, win spot going into Buffalo this week. We just talked about Buffalo, how they have to win this game. Uh, there's nothing better than when you have two teams that are desperate for a midseason win. That usually means that the game is going to be tight in the fourth quarter, it's going to be played well, and it's going to be low scoring. Salah make it out of this, Boomer? He may not. I, you know, But then the interesting thing is, is that Aaron Rodgers is definitely coming back next year, assuming some by some miracle of God or whatever – some astrological sign or something. I don't know. He does come back, and hopefully he doesn't get hurt. I, I, I think Nathaniel Hackett would then be the head coach. That's because that that's the reason why Aaron came here yeah. is because Nathaniel Hackett was brought here as the offensive coordinator. So I would think if Rob Solid does not make it out of here as the head coach, then I think you would have to go to Nathaniel Hackett in the short term to see if you can get the best out of Aaron Rodgers eventually. And I'm still fascinated. I, I have no, I have, clearly I'm not a doctor. I just can't believe he, Aaron Rodgers is continuing to put this manifest uh, out here of, hey, I'm coming back. Okay, buddy. I'm a boomer on that, people. I think that's a terrible idea. Uh, we got a lot more stuff to cover. I've got a stat I want to give Boomer later. That is, I think it's mind-blowing. We got to get to the picks where a lot of double-digit dogs this week. I Boomer mentioned it. You got some must-win spots Tons of stuff left to do. Don't make a move. I got a final word as well, by the way. We're Boomer. It, we're going to rank them. We got to do the tiers of teams, Super Bowl, playoff threat, in the graphic, etc. And then we'll check the notes week one of the playoffs. Right now, let me tell you about Casamigos, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the entire family of Casamigos tequila. The Reposado, Añejo, Blanco, Cristalino, or the Mezcal. It's Casamigos tequila, of course, brought to you by those who drink it. It's Casamigos tequila. They remind you to please celebrate responsibly.